0: This is Agatha Brewer, and you're listening to the Intentional Solopreneur Podcast, the show about how to launch and grow a successful service-based business. In each episode, I show you how to build a business on purpose, one that lights you up, keeps you inspired, and helps you make a bigger impact on the world. I share both marketing strategy and my best mindset tips to help you get the clarity and confidence you need to succeed as a new business owner.
1: Hi, everyone. This is Agatha Brewer, and you're listening to The Intentional Solopreneur. Today, I'm so excited to be joined by Risa Hasbrook. Risa is a passionate life coach for
0: solopreneurs. She helps them to find success in their business by addressing areas of mindset and motivation. They are then able to let go of the things that are not serving them well in order to focus on those key things that will move the needle in their business. Welcome, Risa.
2: Thank you. I'm excited to be here too. Thank you so much
1: for having me. Of course, of course. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about how to say no to the things that aren't serving you well, so that you can say yes to the things that actually bring you joy and fulfillment in your business. So first of all, uh, I do this every episode where I have a guest. I would love it if you could just start out by telling my listeners a little bit about what you do and how you got started in this work
2: okay so I want to tell my story I'm a life coach and I've built two successful online businesses and to be quite honest I started my first online business for one reason only money (laughs) 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 but I wanted to make enough money to afford to live in the same country as my children uh, we immigrated from South Africa to the US in 2015 because my husband got this fantastic job to work on an exciting cutting-edge project that will provide the world with cheaper, greener, safer nuclear energy. Wow. <laughs> but we definitely also moved because we wanted to give out to then-teenagers a better future. Um, but Very soon, we realized that with a 1 to 14 exchange rate between the US dollar and the South African rand, at that time, it's gotten a lot worse. We needed a lot more money to retire in the US. So my heart was breaking because I could see myself and my husband returning to South Africa while our children will probably stay behind. You know, they are creating lives over here, living 10,000 miles from us (laughs) And so I took the big leap in December 2016. I started an online business, selling teaching materials to homeschoolers in South Africa. I was a homeschooler, so I knew you know, I knew the market I knew. We always start what we know like that's, mm. that's, that's a good that's a good th- um, rule of thumb. But I was thinking, if I can contribute if I could contribute to our retirement funds, we could live closer to our children. but it. Took work. Many days I had the thought, I'm not cut out to be an entrepreneur. And yes, I made some money right from the beginning, but I was working 60 hours a week. But then I figured out how to work not 60, but six hours a week and at the same time double my income. But at that point, I had a new vision. I wanted to be a life coach, I want to show others how to unlock the power of their potential. So I got certified as a coach, and that first online business, it paid for the expense of coach training. And for the past year, I was um, hired by Russell Brunson of ClickFunnels Fame, you know. Oh, okay. In his mastermind, I was a, they called us momentum coaches. And that was such an amazing opportunity because I could hone my coaching skills and help entrepreneurs manage their mindset. I I clocked more than 500 coaching sessions in that program and you know it's the beginning of the year well okay we are it's when we are recording this It's, it's still at the beginning of the year so I had a look at my numbers and I realized I've been a coach for three years now and I was able to triple my income my yearly income every year so yes I'm making my dream of living in the same country as my children I'm making it come true
1: that's amazing that's uh not easy to do <laughs> I have a life coach training as well and uh yeah just even just making up the expense of that training is, is a feat in and in it of itself and Russell Brunson that's really cool that you have that experience so anything else you want to share before I ask the next question no let, let's uh,
2: it's like you said it's it's you know we we just look at the at the peaks almost yeah. and, and that little story of mine, I try to summarize it yeah but they definitely were like valleys as well <laughs> so I think in the rest of the conversation your your people will hear it, it's not always easy but I hope to give them some ideas and inspiration to keep going
1: yeah yeah that that would be good because I, I want to present the reality not just the Hollywood version so exactly, definitely yeah Actually, before I jump into my next question, what you just said, what were some of the valleys? Can you go into a little bit of detail before I ask my more detailed question?
2: (laughs) Okay, it's I can remember I did this one thing at the beginning, and I would recommend doing that. People would send me emails, you know, in the homeschooling community asking for advice, and I would respond to each and every email. It took hours now it was a good idea you get to know the problems you get to know your people well so you get to know their problems and then also get more confident in you know creating solutions for them but at some point you have to realize that's not a good use of your time it's (laughs) better to create a blog post or a podcast episode about that problem that it's a recurring problem and then do you know and And then, just refer people to that, but mm-hmm. at the beginning, I tried to be everything for everyone okay. so it it was a lot of overcoming my many of my own <laughs> i you know limitations and things I believed about myself and how I was supposed to show up. That was like a big shift for me, mm-hmm. but at the beginning, I was really working myself to pieces yeah
1: and as we do as we do because we want the business so we'll do anything for it but but no that's like really valuable because like in the beginning of your business I feel like it might have been valuable for you to do that because you got to like you know me the equivalent would be like I gave away a lot of free coaching and in order to even get my certification my ICF certification like that was a process so I've been through the hours too and it was helpful because I got to see who I wanted to actually work with and like so it
2: helped me refine my niche But now I wouldn't do it. (laughs) Yes, of course. You're at at the next stage and you're asking yourself, how can I, you know, scale my time and my energy better?
1: Yeah. But so like you, you learned a lesson in terms of, okay, I can still give out that advice, but let me do it in a broader way, like on a podcast or blog or video or something like that. So that's valuable. So that leads me right into my uh, next question. Very well. (laughs) So I know that in your coaching practice, uh, that's what you help solopreneurs do. You help them prioritize their tasks, but more importantly, you help them kind of discern which are the important things to be working on versus the not so important tasks and what will actually move the needle in their business versus not. And I know that is like, seriously, one of the hardest things to learn as an entrepreneur myself, I've had to learn this, but also that's what I help my clients with too, where we think we have to do everything in marketing. We think we have to do all these things, but it's really about being focused on a couple things to actually, you know, get good at something you know and show up in a certain place instead of trying to be everywhere but that's my own opinion so what tips can you share uh, but okay
2: I would like to share mine and then get your feedback and you know how you coach because it's like it's lovely that it's a discussion okay so what I see it's it's easy to get distracted by doing things that feel easy but often like you said it doesn't move the needle in the business ask me how I know (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) Been there, done that, right. So let's just like remind ourselves for a business to be successful, you need sales, you need to get clients. So when you are deciding what to do, I'd like to offer um, this tip. When you are trying to build your business, right at the beginning, there are three questions you want to ask yourself daily. And here they are. How can I get in front of more people? Now that's the top of the funnel approach right so it's and and don't we live in wonderful times we it's there are so many possibilities now don't do all of them (laughs) think about it you can be on Facebook you can you can have your own group on Facebook you can be in other groups in Facebook you can have be on Instagram you can start a YouTube channel you can go on LinkedIn you can meet people in person you can go to networking events there are so many possibilities so ask yourself like daily or at least weekly how do i get in front of more people mm-hmm. the second question is how can i explain what i can do for them mm-hmm. now this is a this is an ongoing thing this is something you have to practice it's you describing to people their problem their pain what they struggle with What's the solution? What's your solution? Mm -hmm. What's your process to give that solution? And then the best part, the results that they can expect. You know, it's like when you paint the picture for them. And like I said, that's a process. It's something you have to practice. So that's why it's a good idea to, to blog, to do a podcast, to post on social media all the time, to make videos, because you are getting better and better at that. So it's important. How do I explain to people what I do? And now the third one, which is probably the most difficult one, but the most vital one, how can I make more calls to action to get people to engage with me? Mm -hmm. And once again, it's a spectrum. A call to action could be like my post, share my post, download my freebie. Get on a discovery call with me, buy my course, buy my and then buy my coaching. It's like so it's many kinds of calls of action, but you want to build that reaction. And it's a call to action It's putting you out there with the ability to get rejected. Mm, yeah. People can say no, and mm-hmm. that's what's so scary about that part. So it's those three things if you can if you ask that question all the time and refocus your mind, and like you said, don't do all the things, <laughs> three at most every day. Mm-hmm. So that's my advice. And I would like to hear what you think about that.
1: I love it. I love all of it.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, like
1: the the first one. Um, yeah, like I what I find when I work with people is because they consume so much content and look at other courses or business coaches or things like that, like they think they have to be everywhere. And then we try to do that. And it's so not sustainable, especially Mm -hmm. as a solopreneur, like you cannot be everywhere and be everything. And so you really have to hone in on where am I going to be? But more importantly, like, for example, I have this podcast, but if I'm just doing my own episodes, that's great, but it's better that I have guests on like you, because then you can promote it to your audience. So I'm also kind of tapping into your audience a little bit, depends if you want to or not but you know but but it's like people do
2: yes you're thinking more strategically about content that you're sharing because
1: Uh in the beginning I was like oh I'll just do this podcast myself I won't have any guests but number one guests are more fun and it's a lot easier to do and more like it's just a better interaction and I think it makes for a better show but number two, it's about amplifying your message and like yes. you can send this to your audience and it's useful for them too. not only, you know, it's not just about sales. It's about, you know, changing the world in some way. And like you're helping other people with your message. So, yeah, totally. And then uh, what was the second one? It was uh, around
2: It's explaining what you do.
1: Explain. It. Yeah. And that one is so key because <laughs> I struggled this with, with this myself because I was kind of like, working with two niches a little bit, the same niche, but a different part of their journey. So it's not like business owners that are further along and it was just it's too much. So I decided re- recently actually to just focus on like the earlier stage and like that's really helped because I'm clearer in my mind who I'm talking to every time I do something, yes. but also, also clearer to the people that I'm trying to reach. And then the third one, CTAs, I know, I know I have a marketing background, so CTAs are like on everything I do. But a lot of people don't think about that because they may create a really good post or a good piece of content, but they don't understand how that has to basically start a journey with you. And if you yes. don't have the CTA, whether it's a like, you know, send me a dm to book a call or to even ask a question or something wh- or you can do like a link or you know a, a freebie or whatever like to get to the next step like they just don't think that way and that's a huge lost opportunity because this is the reason why we're doing the marketing in the first place so if you forget about the CTA you kind of lost the person because they might love your content, but they don't know what they're supposed to do next.
2: You didn't give them the opportunity to engage with you. Yeah,
1: exactly. And that one's that one I know is hard for people because they yeah. think it's salesy and it's you like know, I
2: said, it there's the there's the possibility that you can get rejected. It's yeah. like you are you are collecting yeah. <laughs> those.
1: What what I think is a good reframe though is like it may feel salesy if like you're doing this for a you know bad purpose or whatever but like we have we're business owners so like the point is to work with people so like how else are they going to find out about you and what you do if you don't give them the information so and
2: there are people that you know that going that's going to get irritated with you yeah then your people are waiting for you to speak up
1: exactly yeah so cool um so anything else you want to share before i move on
2: no, no, I think okay. that's it.
1: <laughs> so another thing that you work on with your clients is uh, building resilience. And I think this is so important, especially for the people who are, I mean, any, any business owner, but I think in the early stages of building your business, it can be tough. <laughs> and some of us, myself included, have unrealistic expectations of how easy it will be for us to get a client. So for speaking from personal experience, I was a little naive when I started my business, I was, you know, coming to it from a 15 plus year marketing background. So I was like, you know, I'll just do a little bit of marketing and then the clients will roll in. And that did not happen. And it was, almost embarrassing, like the amount of effort I put in to not get clients, but over time I've learned like what works and what doesn't. (laughs) So I just, I know that you have a unique perspective on how to build resilience. So um, can you share your thoughts on that?
2: Okay, so just as a thought experiment, let's think of resilience as something you do, an action. Mm. Yes, I realize it's a character trait too, but for now, the picture that comes to my mind is that of a plastic shampoo bottle that you take out of your suitcase after you've flown somewhere. Mm -hmm. Because of the air pressure, it gets squashed, but when (laughs) you open it a little bit, it pops right back into into its shape yeah so think of resilience in that sense as your ability to bounce back Mm. okay that's a good analogy
1: by the way (laughs) I like it very specific but but I get
2: it okay but let's bring it closer to home you know what do I mean it's like for an entrepreneur that ability for instance it means that you publish another post on Instagram even though the previous one got no comments or likes Mm. or you put out another video on YouTube or you send another email and You do all of these tasks with the same happy enthusiasm as you did it the first time or the second or the 14th time. (laughs) Now, of course, the question is, but Risa, how do you do that? Now, it becomes a lot easier when you understand that all of your actions are always driven by a feeling. And here's the big, big secret. And if you can remember this from this podcast episode, that's like a, a golden nugget. You can create feelings on demand. Mm. You can intentionally create those feel-good emotions in your body that will drive better actions and will help, you, will help you keep doing things in your business. And here's how you do that. You create your own feelings with your own mind. Mm. Create feelings in your body through the sentences you put in your head mm. by the things you tell yourself. Mm -hmm. now here's the catch i have to add this Mm -hmm. to really create a positive feeling in your body you have to believe yourself you have to believe what you're telling yourself so it's no use repeating empty affirmations that will get you nowhere you want to tell yourself empowering things that you really really believe (laughs) okay i i I wanted if i if i may Mm -hmm. we still have time i wanted to share three secret stashes of powerful sentences that every entrepreneur ha- or solopreneur even has to his or her disposal may i share it
1: of course yes <laughs>
2: okay okay so the first secret stash is your own past when you think back to times when you overcame something you and you had to show up as your best self retell that story of triumph to yourself relive that moment and borrow one of the sentences to inspire you now to get to that point, or even that you tell yourself afterwards, so that you can create the resiliency for you again today. Okay, the second one is you can borrow from your role models. Mm. So think about people you admire and ask yourself, what do they tell themselves to stay motivated? Or even I think about books they've written or you know quotes something they said in an interview here's an example and the example is actually very ironic because just this week you posted about Marie Folio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I want to I want to use her as an example because she has this one very great quote that I like to use mm. and it's she she wrote a book about this I can if, guess. Can you guess? Okay, so guess, Agatha, what am I talking about? Everything is outable. Yes, that's it. That's it. Not so, to steal your thunder. No, absolutely. So it's like, and often when I get stuck and I can't seem to move forward, I remind myself, I can figure this out because Marie Forleo said so. <laughs> that's the kind of energy I'm talking about. And she's really, she's super successful, right? Yeah. And she has gorgeous hair and a TV program. Yes, she does. <laughs> so fair. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And the third one is actually the one that I love most. It's where you go to your future. Mm-hmm. If you imagine you already did the thing you want to do, and you did it with tons of success, you know, everything is allowed. Let's really fantasize here. Mm-hmm. Who is the person who did that thing successfully? Mm-hmm. What are they like? How do they feel? What do they tell themselves? So can you borrow a sentence from your future self to energize you again and give you back your bounce? So the, the important thing with this is like your mind doesn't know the difference between something that has already happened and something you are making up. As long as you include enough details, your brain will treat a future story as a done deal. That's why all the top athletes use visualization. So I just want like, to summarize it again. You build resilience and you keep going in your business by creating energizing feelings in your body on purpose by telling yourself empowering sentences you actually believe. <laughs> can you give me an example of one you use? For myself? Well, definitely I can figure this out. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. It, one that's like closely related to my to my own work at the moment is... Um, I work with my brain not against it Mm. that means I fill I fill it with sentences that fuel my dreams Mm. so I just remind myself of that every morning that's part of my morning ritual and I, I like to change it up because brains get lazy so Don't don't think you have this perfect sentence and you can use it for the whole year. You have to change things. Mm -hmm. And I see it with myself. So I would use an affirmation I really believe in, Mm -hmm. but I have to change it all the time.
1: Mm -hmm. I love that. So everything you just talked about um, very much resonates with me because I did a whole, I had a chronic illness for many years and I did a whole uh, brain retraining program based on neuroplasticity, which is a lot of these concepts that you're talking about Mm -hmm. where, where our brain learns a certain pattern or learns a certain thing. And it's kind of stuck there until you start telling yourself something different or acting a different way, or like the future visualizations. I did hundreds of hours of future visualizations in order to heal my body, but it's so applicable to a business sense. And I still do it. And it's, I even use future visualization in my course for, for entrepreneurs too, because it is what, you know, every performance athlete does and the Olympians are, you can see them like before they go down the ski slope or do whatever they're doing, you can see them visualiz- visualizing, or at least I know that that's what they're doing when mm-hmm. they're listening. Once so you, they're, you see you know, it, you can yeah. see it. Yeah. You can, you can see that like something is going on, that they're practicing <laughs> every single turn, you know, and, they do that for a reason because it works, you know? So, so, so,
2: so what's, what's one of your powerful sentences? I, think, <laughs> the
1: I mean, it's kind of similar to everything is figure outable, but basically like I'm the creator of my own destiny, you know, and I oh, probably didn't write that, you know, someone else did, but like, to me, it's similar where in my past, you know, in the corporate world, I was laid off multiple times because of the type of companies I would work for. And, recessions and things like that and every single time I found a better job <laughs> Wow! so that was the irony well,
2: that oh, is a powerful every yeah. time I get laid off I found a better job
1: yeah so to me I like apply that to my business too because it's like you know if something fails it's not always a failure I may look at it in the moment you know in the emotional moment as a failure but usually it turns into something better and it, it or it teaches me something or you know something like that so it's it's never really a failure it's just a learning in 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 my experience with. Business. but I
2: think you touched something else in, and that is like these powerful sentences are very highly personal mm. it, you can say something to me and like, okay what's the big deal but in your body you feel it and this yeah. you have to find everybody has to find his or her own sentences because it's like all the associations you have of that specific concept Mm -hmm. so you can borrow from someone else but find those find those ones that oh yes of course I can do this Mm -hmm. you know that kind of that's the energy you want to show up with. Yeah.
1: And I like what you said about like, it has to be believable because that's another thing that I learned. Like if, if you do a future visualization and you totally don't believe anything you're saying, there's no way your brain's going to get on board. Like, so you could start with like a smaller visualization and work your way up to like the more furry folio visualizations, for example, or, you know, like the superstars, Oprah or whatever, Ted talk, that kind of like goal, but start small and build on that until your brain realizes, oh yeah, I can do that too Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh awesome so to close out the episode uh what would you say to the new solopreneur who's just getting started in their business what wisdom would you
2: want to impart on them i want to set up their expectations like we said at the beginning we only talk about the peaks and not (laughs) the valleys i want to set up the expectation right and that is When you are building a new online business as a solopreneur, you will often find yourself engaging in very unhelpful thought processes and feelings and behaviors. There's nothing wrong with you. (laughs) You Just have a human brain, Mm -hmm. one that has a built-in negativity bias geared towards your survival. Mm -hmm. Your brain doesn't think its job is to make you happy in the future. It thinks its job is to keep you safe right now. Mm-hmm. So, once you start this solopreneurial journey, doing all these scary things that can lead to rejection and failure and shame, a part of your brain, your emotional brain, will do its best to convince you not to do it. <laughs> so, that means it will throw all these negative emotions at you and seduce you to soothe yourself of distractions. Mm. Now, you want to learn how to toss your brain's standard operating pr- procedure. You want to learn to choose a different, different path instead. And you want to make peace with the fact that you will end up in this negative spiral again and again, even if you're making millions. The only thing that changes as you become more successful is you are able to get yourself out of that negativity cycle faster and faster.
1: That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, like, I had no idea how emotional it would be to start a business and how much of that mindset crap I would have to go through. And on a, like if I didn't have, because what's funny is I started my business as I was finishing that neuroplasticity program. That's why I decided to become a life coach. And like, if I didn't have the training of those hours and hours of visualizations and ways to stop, I won't go into all the details, but you basically break those negative like thought patterns. Mm-hmm. And like if I didn't have that training, there's no way that I would have a business today, like honestly, because I, I was my own coach in those senses. And there were times when I also had to reach out to coaches to help me because I was like so you know negative or just thought spirally or like thinking everything was a failure when it really wasn't but I didn't see it that way you know so mm-hmm. I was still caught in it like what happened for me is the stuff that I dealt with and healed kind of turned into business issues instead of like health issues and so I've I've gotten better at it and it's that training was like totally invaluable that I got from these other courses that I did for my health so yeah, I, so much truth to what you're saying. So.
2: It's I, I've often heard that people say, if you want to really work on your character and your person, personal development, start a business.
1: Yeah, and then start a business as a life coach. <laughs> then you're like double whammy.
2: <laughs> it's like the best training ever for your brain. And you? like, it's like everything will get thrown at you. You will have to face it all and work through it. It's You will really grow so much as a person. I'm building a business
1: no I totally it's like the most transformational thing yeah. I've done in a, in a while honestly because you work on yourself at the same time as you're working on your business and, and on your especially client. especially as a coach you have to work on yourself in order to show up for your clients yes, and, you, and help them like it's you can't do one without the other
2: I you want to and you want to be a product of your own product you know it's like you must show that i've done the work for myself yes
1: so it it kind of like happens at the same time or before during my training and yeah it's it's been pretty cool (laughs) so as we close out where can people find out more about what uh you do and the work that you do
2: i have a wonderful freebie i want to share with all your listeners it's where i explain many of the ideas we talked about today it's called the solopreneur survival guide and it's a pdf guide and you can download it from my website at resellforcoaching.com forward slash guide and it's resell number for coaching but we will put it all in the in the in the notes (laughs) okay so resellforcoaching.com forward slash guide get all the juicy details how you can download this but please follow me on instagram as well my handle there also is Risa for coaching
1: awesome i will definitely put that in the show notes and i know we we got into some like technical stuff with <laughs> like brain sciencey things so i'm sure some of that will be hopefully explained in the guide and you had some really good tips um so thank you so much for joining me today
2: Thank you for having me. I enjoyed this conversation. I, I like the back and forth, often you know it's like we that's what I love about podcasting so much. It's conversations. It's like two friends talking and figuring things out. It's not so static. So thank you. This was a privilege for me. Thank you so much.
1: Of course, and I totally agree on the podcast. It's so much more fun than writing a blog post, yes <laughs> or doing this myself, yeah. <laughs> to myself.: <laughs> Awesome. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to The Intentional Solopreneur. I hope you're getting some good information and some inspiration to help you grow your business. If you like what you've heard and you want the support of a business coach, come on over to agathabrewer.com and schedule a free consultation with me. In this call, we'll talk about your goals for your business and see if it makes sense for us to work together. My one-on-one coaching program is specifically built to help new entrepreneurs like you launch and grow a successful business. This program will help you get clarity on what you want to build, create a strategic plan of action, and identify and release any mindset blocks that are standing in your way. Because building a business shouldn't be so hard. And with my support, you'll reach your goals way faster than if you try to do it all alone. So I invite you to give yourself the gift of personalized support So you can build your dream business that allows you to live the life you want and make a bigger impact on the world.